Welcome back to a Double Shot of Branding podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle. And I'm Caden. And today we are going to be talking about entrepreneur burnout. Um, Burnout is super common for everybody who runs their own businesses. And both Caden and I have definitely experienced it slash are currently experiencing it. So we wanted to make an episode about it because I feel like it's super relevant to both of our lives right now. And we both went through some pretty big changes um, this year as well. Just a little bit of a background. Um, I've been running Michelle Marie Studio full-time since July of 2019. So almost two years now. And prior to that, I was running my business as a side hustle for about two years prior to that. Um, And during all of those times, I definitely experienced burnout, but I think the worst burnout for me is like currently happening right now. So I'm going to dive into my side of the story and then also let Kaden speak about her side of the story as well. Um, So yeah, this should be a good episode. Yeah, I'm the same way. I took uh, Southern Noble Co. full-time about three years ago. And before that, I was doing it as a side hustle for about four. And looking back, I always think, how did I have enough energy to do like my full-time day job and then come home in the evenings and in the weekend and work? And like you said, like right now that I'm like full-time in it is when I'm experiencing the most burnout. And I think it just comes from wearing all the hats. It's so hard to own your own business, whether it's a creative um, business or, you know, brick and mortar, you do everything. You are the marketer, you are the brand, the face of the business, you are the designer, the accountant, the everything customer service and so it it's just it gets really exhausting and I'm sure everybody can relate to this with COVID and a lot of people having to work from home it's hard to find that home and work-life balance when you're working at home (laughs) I think too uh as your business evolves you maybe um, at least this is true for me you lose a lot of the luster or the excitement that came when you were first starting it and maybe at least both of us were working at other jobs so it was kind of exciting to come home and have something that fueled our creative spirit that was fun to work on and so we were super excited and motivated all the time to kind of grow that business into what it is now and then um, and when you first start your business you're not typically wearing all the hats you're just worried about um, you know, finding your next client and you don't really have any of your backend systems set up. You're not taking on a full-time load of clients. So things are still kind of new and exciting. And now, now that our businesses have grown and we are wearing all the hats, like Caden said, as accountant and social media manager and all that kind of stuff, it definitely has gotten more overwhelming with time. Yeah. And I think creative burnout is a little bit different. Of course, everybody experiences burnout, but creative burnout is, I tried to explain it to my husband who works in a hospital. And I'm like, imagine if everything that you did during the day, you had to um, create, start, create not only the outcome, but also the method in which you created the outcome. So like, if you go see a patient, you don't just like try to know and maybe um, 
assign the treatment protocol and order some medicine, you have to build the software to type that note. And, you know, you don't just get to pick a medicine, you have to formulate the medicine and test it all out. So um, I try to tell them like, I just, my, I, my head hurts from thinking so much because you literally have to, everything that you do is created from scratch. It's not just necessarily doing a task that is already um, laid out for you. It's starting from scratch every single day <laughs> and it gets exhausting. Yeah. It's like we, as creatives pour our whole souls into one project and we have, you know, four or five projects going on at once. So we're throwing a hundred percent creative energy into our day-to-day um, lives every single day. And it just gets so exhausting. I personally look forward to those days where I know that I can just sit down and crank out a bunch of emails and maybe send out a bunch of contracts or invoices. And I know that I don't have, you know, this big um, logo design like looming over my head today, (laughs) as bad as that sounds. (laughs) Bella and I are also pixel pushers, which if you don't know what that is, basically we can sit there and work on a design for hours and hours and hours and literally move it just one pixel around and can't decide which one looks best. We're always sending each other pictures and videos like, do you like it better like this or like that? And not even kidding you, nine times out of 10, it's always that first design that we do that the other person's like, yeah, I like that one better. And it's like, I just spent five hours like working on all these other variations and you like the first one that I like too, but I didn't trust myself. So (laughs) we need a trademark. Maybe that's what the name of the podcast should have been. (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of different things that cause burnout and Michelle and I are going to kind of just go over some things that we feel cause burnout um, for us. And it might be different for you. Um, something that has definitely caused burnout for me is taking on too many projects and saying yes to too many things. Um, and this is not just with clients, but I also have family members who love them to death, but I kid you not every time I'm like in the busiest part of my day or have a big big deadline coming up or something, they always want me to design something, a t-shirt, a, you know, a logo for something a flyer, whatever. And they always need it like ASAP. And so just that's an example of just like taking on too, too much at at once. I've had to, you know, tell family and also clients too, you know, just, I'm not uh, booking right now, or I'm booking, you know, six months in advance because once you have way too much going on, that's when you start to feel burnout the most. Next, um, another one is uh, setting unrealistic deadlines for yourself. And that kind of goes hand in hand with taking on too many projects. Um, when you take on too much, your deadlines and schedules and timelines get thrown to the wayside. And so you end up, um, missing deadlines, which stresses you out because obviously none of us ever want to disappoint our clients or have to delay something. Um, but setting unrealistic deadlines. And I'm really, really guilty of this. And I feel so bad for my clients. My clients are so wonderful and always so kind to me, but I'm really bad about also saying yes to 
um, you know, when can you, when do you think you'll have this ready? And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, like I'll give him a date, you know, like a week from now or something like that, thinking that I'll have time to get to it. But then, I mean, as a business owner running your own business and you're wearing all the hats, like sometimes or things come up and it just ends up, you know, throwing off that, uh, that original deadline that you set, that you thought that you could get it done by then but then you couldn't. And so you're stressing out all week long being like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And then you stress out even more because you don't get it done. And then you have anxiety because, you know, you don't want to upset your client. And so it's just like this never ending cycle of just chaos. (laughs) It just wears you down. I think what is very hard for creatives to communicate to their clients is that we try to set our expectations. So we try to say, you know, I'll have this logo to you in three to four weeks, but then you start actually doing the research for the logo and the research takes longer than you thought it was going to take. Some clients, it takes a couple of days, some clients, it takes a couple of weeks and you can't really guess how long a project is going to take you. Um, especially when it is a creative project, because you don't want to rush something that's just not there. You don't, if you don't have an idea in your head, you don't want to create a logo that's just subpar. Like I always want to create logos that my clients are going to be wowed by when they first see them. So if I don't have the idea pop into my head in those first three to four weeks, then the logo is going to be delayed. But you know, they have their own business and their own project timelines that they have to meet. Maybe they're launching a course and they need that logo by that fourth week to launch the course. So things just get really difficult. um, And I don't really have an answer for setting unrealistic deadlines, but it's something that I'm definitely trying to work on. And lately I've been trying to give longer deadlines than I think um, is going to take me. So instead of saying, three weeks, I might say four weeks, or I might say five weeks, um, especially when it comes to website building as well. I think for me, the creativity for logos is a little bit harder, but the technical aspects of websites can get really hard as well when you have a creative idea in your mind, and then you have to figure out how to actually implement it on the back end. Um, kind of, kind of rambling a little bit, but that's, that's the big thing that causes burnout too, is not feeling creative. Um, mm-hmm. like I can make you a logo in a day, but is it going to be good? Is it going to be the best that it could be for your business? Probably not unless I'm feeling really, really inspired and creative, um, creative creativity comes in ebbs and flows and, um, something else that can, that causes burnout is when you have difficult clients or unhappy clients, difficult bosses, um, if you're like unhappy with the projects you're working on. So um, this also comes with scaling your business. If you don't want to just do, you know, just one logo, you want to do a full brand, but you're constantly working on just logos, which are tend to be pay, uh, clients with lower budgets. So you feel like you're not getting paid enough for your work. And so then you're getting more frustrated with the job. And then usually clients who have, not necessarily have a lower budget, but the clients who maybe don't understand um, the importance or the quality or the cost of design. You know, if somebody wants a logo for $50, I guarantee you they're going to want 10 revisions. They're not going to be happy with anything you do. Um, 
there's a funny meme that I shared with Michelle a few months ago. And it literally says like the $50 client is like, how is this logo? How is this design going to change my life? And then like the $500 client is like, great things. Let me know when it's done. So, um, and I had a, a difficult client last year and it just, it wore me down. It threw off all of my deadline or all my pro other projects. Um, it, it was a project that lasted for months and months and months. The client was not very nice to me a lot of the time and I was miserable, absolutely miserable. And so um, I feel like I've been feeling burnout for like a year now, about a year and a half now. Yeah, I think it's very important to spot those red flags in clients who you don't think are going to be a good fit for you. And it, as hard as it can be to say no to that potential money, it can certainly cause way much more stress than intended in your life if you take on this client who's not a good fit for you. And then it ends up being a nightmare for both parties. Um, that's definitely an episode that we could talk about um, so much more in depth about red flags <laughs> for clients and not to say that negatively, but I just, I just, you're never going to be compatible with every single person that you meet sort of like dating. So when you are choosing a designer and when designers are choosing clients to work with, you have to make sure that you are going to have the same communication styles and are going to be compatible together. That's what we mean by searching for red flags. Yeah. Burnout to me feels like not taking care of myself. I think they kind of go hand in hand of like what causes it and then what it also feels like. So when you start to get really stressed in your career, it kind of trickles over into your personal life. So this looks like, you know, not wanting to exercise anymore or not really caring about meal prepping anymore and just grabbing McDonald's on your way home from lunch or postmating something to your house, not getting enough sleep because you're so anxious about your work problems, um, not taking breaks for lunch. I'm, yeah, I'm not definitely guilty of not eating lunch when I'm stressed. So sleep is definitely a big one for me um, because when I'm feeling burnout, like I said, I'm anxious and stressed and I can't sleep. I lay in bed and just think and think and think about all the stuff I have to do. And then it makes me feel even more overwhelmed and then I can't fall asleep. Um, I definitely am guilty of not taking lunch breaks um, and just working straight through. And then my husband would also say that I'm very guilty of not stopping, um, not having a stopping point every day. So I could literally work all day long until I go to bed sometimes, um, especially if I have lots of deadlines and stuff. And so, and that's not healthy. That's not fair to my relationship or my own health uh, to literally sit all day long and just stare at a computer screen. My vision has also <laughs> literally in de or de got worse um, in like six months. I called my eye doctor um, in January. And I was like, my vision's really bad. I thought it was like time for my yearly checkup. My yearly checkup wasn't supposed to be until June. And I'm like, oh no, that's not good. <laughs> so it's caused a lot of like eye strain, just like staring at my computer all day, which I'm sure everybody can relate to with, you know, COVID and working from home and literally being on your computer all day long for everything. 
Um, yeah, those are the, the biggest like health and mental health ways that burnout affects me. Burnout's just never ending. I mean, you really, really have to step back and like make big changes, I think, to, to get over it. Yeah, I think some big changes that I have seen successful in other people is really cutting back on your one-on-one client work. So instead of taking on five clients a month, take on two to three. And I know people are going to say, well, I can't afford to do that, but maybe it's time to reevaluate your pricing and see where you're at. And may, or maybe it's time to add on some sort of passive income somehow so that you're not doing so much client facing work. Um, and then I know another thing that people will do is work on improving their overall client processes. So maybe you manually send your contract and invoice to people now, um, but you could be sending it to them automatically. So that's saving you, you know, five minutes of distraction from, you know, moving from Illustrator into your email. Uh, or I don't know what other processes you could work on, but I'm sure that there's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty that I could be working on as well. That would make my life so much easier. <laughs> I've started really planning out um, my days and weeks and trying to really think about like organize my what needs to get done because I'm also guilty of like working on something and then getting an email or a text from a call from a client saying you know I need help with this and thinking that it'll take five minutes and then you know three hours later I'm still working on that random interruption and so and that happens like literally day to day so um, turning off my notifications, I used to have my email notifications pop up on my screen has helped with that because I'm not seeing it. And then thinking, oh, I can do that real quick for them. Like that'll take me five minutes. So um, I'm responding slower to emails, which in 2021, I know a fast response is expected, but um, taking, you know, a little bit more time to respond to emails has also helped try to not feel so anxious. Yeah, I I have also taken off email notifications from my phone and I think I did a, about six months ago and it has been life-changing because when I was done with work for the day at you know 6 p.m., I would be sitting there eating dinner and then I would get an email notification and I would feel the need to open it. But now that I don't get notifications, I honestly forget that the app is even on my phone and I don't, I hardly ever check it. So it's definitely been a huge like mental health game changer for me as well. I also did that for social media. So like Instagram, Mm -hmm. like every time I would get a like or a comment or a DM or something, I would immediately want to pick up my phone and, you know, look at it, respond it. And then I would be on social media for 30 minutes. So I, I took those notifications off too. Yes, I have, I've had all of my social media notifications off for like two or three years now, and it is so much better, so much better. Um, Another thing that I need to get back to doing that I used to do pre, I'm going to call this phase pre-burnout phase, (laughs) like two years ago, um, (laughs) I, I (laughs) I used to schedule my work days by I forget what this method is called but block method yeah where you focus on one thing each day of the week 
Oh, and we had talked about, we've talked about this before because I used to do it a long time ago, but um, I used to do, you know, Monday would be an admin day where I would just do like a ton of cleanup stuff that I haven't done in forever. Like, you know, maybe sending receipts to QuickBooks or something, uh, or maybe, you know, fixing that little bug that I found on my website that's not working correctly, stuff like that. I would spend that whole day just doing that and not even opening up or replying to client emails. And then Tuesday, I would spend the whole day just doing client work and same with Wednesday or Thursday or, you know, whatever it would, it would pretty much change each week based on what my workload was. But I always made sure that I had a, um, what I call research day in there where, um, I would just spend the whole day learning and educating myself. So I would watch YouTube videos. I would maybe, um, you know, read through that course that I bought a year ago that I haven't done yet. (laughs) I would go on, um, designer websites like Behance and Dribble and just save other people's projects that I thought were really creative and cool. I would maybe scroll through Pinterest and do the same and save some creative projects. Um, you know, just taking time to like, yeah, to like soak in information. And that allowed me to have so much more inspiration on a week to week basis. Um, as opposed to like, oh, I just signed with this client. Now I got to go search for logos related to restaurants. Well, if I have that weekly inspo day in there, I most likely already have a full folder of restaurant logos that I can refer back to. Um, so I actually just did this yesterday. I spent a lot of the day yesterday, um, watching different YouTube videos and it was really refreshing to take that time for myself and not focus so much on client work for the day. Yeah. When, um, before all of my projects like overlapped and stuff, I would, um, I would not ever schedule a project to start like immediately or even in like two weeks like minimum, um, when you book a project with me, you will start like a month and a month and a half, um, away because that gives you time to, um, reset before a project starts. And it also gives you time if the other project, you know, ends up taking a little bit longer. Um, there's a little bit of like break period in there. And, um, a lot of people are like, well, you know, what do you do with all the extra time. And like Michelle said, those can be your admin days. It can be your time where you can work on your own stuff, um, doing stuff within your own business, but you just, you have to take a break between each project, especially if it's a creative, um, if you're working in a creative field, it's just, it's, you can't be creative like 24, seven, 365. You have to take a break. Yes, definitely. Well, I think that, we both shared a lot today about our own experiences. And I hope that some of you listening can resonate with either of our stories. And if you are experiencing burnout, I'm so sorry. And I hope that you are able to work through it. We don't have any magic answers, but maybe some of the things that we said can help you a little bit. You guys have any um, suggestions that have helped you because clearly like we're both still going through burnout. Um, And we need get. <laughs> yes, please DM us on Instagram if you have any suggestions or help, or if you just want to chat with us about your own burnout experiences. Let us know. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of A Double Shot of Branding. We will see you next time.